Hey, I'm Kylie, ex-fitness coach turned mid-sized fashion influencer. Whether it's just me or conversation with a friend, we have real conversations around success, failures, and living your best life. I created Ambition and Grace as a space to talk open and honestly, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Throw your headphones on and join the conversation. Kelly, welcome to my podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> we just spent a solid five minutes trying to yet like figure out how to do this <laughs> flawlessly. This is only like my 12th episode or something though. So You're it's all great. still a learning curve. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hot You're mess crushing. express over here. <laughs> um, So Kelly, you and I met... We have known of each other just from Billings being Billings, right? Yes. Okay. Long time. I just, with you, it's just, you made fun of Trav with him saying like correct and everything like that. <laughs> and so that I is just, correct. So now just sitting here watching <laughs> you move and stuff rather than being like, yeah, right away. Sorry. Oh. No. <laughs> So I'm like nodding my head. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, no one can see that. <laughs> so it's just reminding me of that. So you're from Billings. I'm from Billings-ish, like both of us, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we've always known of each other, but I feel it's been like, what, the past six months? Yeah, probably. The six, past six, six, eight months, months somewhere in there. Was it Pilates that we first kind of started hanging I feel out? like I messaged you and I was like, I want to come to Pilates with you. Which, by the way, you need to come back with me, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. So the past six months, you and I have just like really grown. It was like kind of fast track, mm-hmm. but we just started talking and then we realized that we have so much in common. And what I always tell people too, is that it's so nice having somebody like-minded like you as, as far as like somebody who will want your go-getter, like you totally crush it. Kelly's a real estate agent. Yes. Totally kills it. But she is, you're like so like fat, what is it? Forward thinking oh. as far as like the internet space and everything and online space, as far as like your career and being a realtor. And so I feel like you and I really connected over trying to figure out and like, you've been such a guide for me on all of that too. Oh, yeah. I love that. Thank yes. you. That was like yes. the greatest intro ever. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's been really nice. But then as we've gone to know each other more over the past few months, and we're like, holy shit, we have a lot in common. So much. And then Small World too. So her boyfriend, Travis, or <laughs> <laughs> her boyfriend, Jason, and Travis, they have known each other for a long time. Really long time. Yeah. yeah. Which is, again, Small World too. of just like, oh, great. Even more reason for us to like hang out more. So you can just give a little bit more background of who you are, where you're from, what you're doing. And then let's dive into relationships. I love this. No, I, you know, it's so fun. I love how you said the topic of like, oh, I love how you're forward thinking and like that kind of thing. Real estate has always been kind of behind the times. Like it's Mm -hmm. almost like as real estate shifts, like the world has kind of already shifted and Mm -hmm. just real estate has always been just like Montana. (laughs) Totally. Yes. So it's like double in Montana. You know what I mean? Montana real estate is just something that, that moves slowly. So that's, something that I've always preached is everyone always asks me, especially real estate related, Mm -hmm. like, what's your favorite real estate podcast or what's your favorite like real estate book? Like, do you listen to a lot of real estate? Not at all. I don't, I listen to, I will say like to keep up on like national data, I listen Mm -hmm. to bigger pockets and I really like Mm -hmm. that. But as far as like how to run your real estate business and like get inspo from that, I don't, I really lean into like the business side. Mm -hmm. And now today, like the business side is online. So I really, I appreciate you saying that because that is something that I have really focused on. No, when I think of you, that's exactly what I think of. Yes. With like your (laughs) blogs and all of that and just social media in general. So yes. Okay. And then as far as real estate too, you're with EXP. Mm -hmm. And so what's EXP? So EXP is a national franchise. I feel like this is, sorry, in an interview. I love (laughs) it. I love this. No, EXP is a, is a national franchise. It's actually in, I believe we're in 17 different countries now. We're constantly growing Mm -hmm. a lot of countries, but it's, it's a platform where agents can come together and, and create their own groups, brand themselves underneath this really beautiful franchise that really supports the agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to my move to EXP, I owned my own brokerage. It was mm-hmm. a local brokerage here in Billings. Said, you're just and, um, <laughs> overall badass. <laughs> well, I saw the opportunity kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the online space mm-hmm. is, is huge. And EXP is a cloud brokerage, meaning mm-hmm. it is all online. You don't have a brick and mortar store. You can if you want, mm-hmm. but it's definitely something that is newer age to the mm-hmm. real estate world. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to not only... Um, Work in the Billings markets, it allows me to kind of be everywhere, which mm-hmm. is which is the goal with like recruiting and attracting agents from all over the country. So right. and into into Canada now, which is yes. really exciting. So yeah. Fun. 
Cool. Okay. So that's a little background on you. But like we said, we're going to focus on relationship talk here. And just when we went to lunch the last, the other week, like we kind of touched base on this too. So a couple, what it was like last week, I did a little Instagram story question and I had a question regarding in this we both just really, really related to this. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had somebody ask advice on finding courage to leave an unhappy relationship and how to thrive after. And you replied back to that. (laughs) We have to do a podcast. Which is so ideal because that's what I want to give her a shout out shout out of who asked it because maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. I feel like she wouldn't mind because she said, so Bella, Bella, Beltrami. I'm sorry if I'm totally butchering your name. <laughs> no, that's awesome. But, like, how brave. How brave to ask. Yes. And she just said, question. so happy that my question is your next, next podcast topic. I can't mm-hmm. wait to listen. Mm-hmm. So let's do quick little background sure. on your past relationships. I've talked about my past relationships a lot. I'll kind of touch base on that too. But why don't you give like all the way from like high school? Did you date in high school? I did. Okay. You know, I was... I don't want to say like I was a serial dater because most of my relationships were like longer. I had a, a serious boyfriend in high school. I then moved to college and I had a couple serious boyfriends in in college and that was pretty much but like in between those times was definitely not so serious mm-hmm. and but I don't really feel like in any of my relationships I've always been someone who I don't want to say like takes the back seat, but like mm-hmm. I definitely I found myself like as especially when I was younger, I wanted to romanticize situations Mm -hmm. and I wanted to I wanted things to be so perfect that I was willing to like overlook some very, you know, serious flaws, you know, like and and not necessarily that they're none of like none of my boyfriends or or past relationships were terrible people. Yeah, they're just not like. I wasn't asking myself the right questions that Mm -hmm. I should have been when I Mm -hmm. dove into relationships, which I think is so normal when you're younger and like yes. you have no idea like you don't know, you you don't know. you right. have no clue and I feel like that's what's so important in earlier relationships too is that that's when you learn of like mm-hmm. okay that made me feel really good or that made me feel like yeah I don't like shit. that don't do that anymore <laughs> I didn't like that he did that mm-hmm. um and then especially I think as we grow up we look I mean the obvious relationship that we watch growing up is our parents. And like, I know that your parents are still together Mm -hmm. and I grew up in like multiple different divorces, (laughs) went through three different divorces with like throughout my parents and everything. And so, and again, been very open of like the trauma and stuff Mm -hmm. that I went through. And so growing up, I know that when I first started dating, I was typically attracted to the toxic masculine Mm -hmm type of men. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that that was normal because that's all I had seen and known growing up. Right. Mm -hmm. So then what did, what was it like for you when you started dating? Like what kind of guys were you attracted to? (laughs) This sounds so weird, like to say out loud, like that's a really good question. I don't know that I've actually ever thought about like their characteristics, Mm -hmm. but it was almost like the guy, like I was attracted to the guy that like, I thought I could change. Like if that makes, (laughs) you know what I mean? The Not even like the fixer, but like almost like we went from friends and I like, I wanted him to see me as like more than friends. Like that was some kind of like a challenge. Not even like a challenge, but Mm -hmm. like, it was like a, I don't know how else to describe it other than, other than I was trying to romanticize situations. Mm -hmm. Like, and I didn't, one of my favorite sayings is like people show you who they are mm-hmm. and like I didn't take didn't that I didn't believe that yeah I didn't believe I'm like no 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 like I can I can handle like no this is gonna be fine but my parents their relationship is you know obviously every relationship ebbs, ebbs and flows and, right. and you know my mom is very quiet and in like but she's one of those people that like when she speaks like you listen. listen yeah okay, and yeah. She, she's very quiet she's very she kind of just hangs out in the background mm-hmm. my dad is very gregarious Mm -hmm. he's very he's like the more the merrier always like it's always a party with my dad Mm -hmm. and so sometimes he tends to overshadow my mom like not Mm -hmm. it's their balance it's my mom wouldn't want that type of spotlight and my dad could not handle (laughs) sitting in the back of the room so it really is kind of a beautiful mixture of like their two personalities with that comes you know like some butting of the heads like Mm -hmm. too you know Mm -hmm. like like anybody you know like it's when you're with somebody so opposite of you Mm -hmm. So that is kind of what I saw. I saw this beautiful kind of mixture of of two different types of personalities that I feel like I have mm-hmm. and how they work with with other scenario with other relationships. Yeah. And so as far as like who I went after, I don't think I really like I wanted 
I just wanted to feel special. Mm-hmm. Like, and if if people were willing to, or if if men in my life were mm-hmm. willing to kind of give me that attention validation yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. like that was like oh okay I could see something you know like I could see something there yeah I guess I would just say I was way more of like the romanticizer Mm -hmm. in my younger years than I am now so then when your relationship started getting more serious Mm -hmm. so Kelly and I are both (laughs) (laughs) post-divorcees I still like Again, I the bitter divorced ex-wife no just kidding no I own my part of like it's so hard you were at least were married for what five years we were married five years we were together for almost 10 yeah Mm -hmm. fucking me over here four months (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's like I feel like we can't even say but I mean it is what it is like I actually did get a divorce I literally don't give a shit I was 21 you Um, still go through it like it's still it's like your timeline might have been sped up, but it's still the same. That's steps. what I'm like. I mm-hmm. always say that I feel like mentally I'm like 50 ish and older. Right. And yeah. then some lady on TikTok was like, like, what makes you say that? I'm like, sister, if you only knew <laughs> the shit that I've been through. I, Here's my podcast. Yes. I dive into it. <laughs> feel free to subscribe. Oh my God. Yes. So like, let's talk about going into that relationship and we'll just kind of bounce back and forth of what that looked like because yeah. our, like we said, like our situations were so different that you guys were together for 10 years and my ex-husband and I were together for 10 months. Which is- <laughs> When we got it's, married, it it's so it funny. Yeah, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. No, I think so. It, we met in college. This yeah. was, like I said, I had two serious relationships. I, I say serious. I mean, like, I guess let's define serious because it's all relative. Like post, right. like after a year, I okay. guess I would, I would define that. Yeah. yeah. So I had, I don't believe I was that single very long, to be honest. I'm trying to remember how long it was. I know that it had been a minute since I had dated somebody. And we met in college. We were in a class together, in a, a business class together. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, like, we we did click. Like, we really did. I'm not going to sit here and trash this relationship that, that right. we had and for just because it didn't work out. You know, like, it wasn't. Right. It wasn't that, I, you know, you change a lot in your 20s mm-hmm. and you don't like I didn't know who I was. I didn't mm-hmm. know what was important to me. I didn't know what, you know, kind of what that looked like to mm-hmm. me. It was just kind of like the next thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, we click. Like, we should the, date. Yeah. Right. And now like, like we're getting to the end of college yes. and now we should get in a search yes. and then buy the house and have kids yes. and blah, blah, blah. Yes. yes. It was very traditional. Like mm-hmm. our trajectory was very traditional. And yeah, so we graduated. We moved in together. We got engaged. We got married. You know, like it wasn't really, I wouldn't say like any, nothing was bad. Like you know what I mean? Out right no, as red flags. No. Meanwhile, with mine, no, like I mean, finding, I, finding it, sex. It, <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, I tried really hard with his family to connect with his family mm-hmm. and like that, it, it just different mentalities. Mm-hmm. And like that was really, that's something that I really struggled with. And mm-hmm. like I felt in the beginning that we had a really good relationship. And then towards the end, it was not. Mm-hmm. We just wanted different things. But yeah, no, we we started out fine. But mm-hmm. then as you get into, you know, kind of talking about your career and kind of like these these questions that you should ask yourself about like where I want to be in 10 years, like that's actually a legit question. Right. Like, it's Travis not, and I literally just talked about it this morning. Yes, yeah. It's so important. Like, and mm-hmm. it sounds so cliche, but like you really should be thinking about. And it might change yes. along the way totally. too, uh, but at least make yes. sure that we're like on the same walking path. Yes. Yes. So we didn't ask ourselves any of those questions and we just kind of like went along. We just were, you know, kind of living our lives and Mm -hmm. doing our things. And Mm -hmm. for a while it aligned, you know, with with the way that we wanted to go. Where it started to shift was when I so I had my real estate background. I got into the business when I was in when I was 20 in 2011. So I was I had just turned 21 and I started as a secretary for the company that I ended up buying mm-hmm. and really was really excited about the plan. I guess the plan was always to get my license and and do real estate. And mm-hmm. so getting to learn from behind the scenes was awesome. Mm-hmm. We were great. And then I got my license. My, and when I say we were great, my ex-husband and I were great. Mm-hmm. And then I got my license. He's a, he's in the accounting world. Very different brain than mine. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way, like I was very thankful for him too yeah. at the same time because he taught me a lot of things, you know, you need to know when you're on your own business. Right. But we started to really shift when my business started to take off. And 
that was something that I was not expecting. And I was a little bit taken back by it. And as somebody who not necessarily wants to take like the back seat, but always wants my partner to feel comfortable, mm-hmm. I definitely felt like I had to kind of shift myself mm-hmm. into more of a backseat role mm-hmm. and like kind of prop him up to make him feel Do you see better. how that's kind of like yes. a correlation? Okay. Yeah. Yes. A okay. thousand percent. Yes. It's my parents. Yes. And not that like where theirs works because that's their right. That's their dynamic. Mine is very different. I don't necessarily want to sit in the back of the room. Mm-hmm. And and maybe later on in life I will want mm-hmm. to, like especially as like the business grows and I I evolve into that type of leader. Mm-hmm. Right now that's not that's not where I'm at. And right. that's certainly where I was not at in the beginning of my career. Right. And just the men the mindset was just different. With with his family, it was very much like kind of small town, like mom has dinner on the table every day at five. And that that just was not something that I was able to provide for mm-hmm. him once things started getting rolling. I mean, mm-hmm. real estate is mm-hmm. like it's 24-7. Right. Like it, it just is, especially as you're starting out. I mean, like you're grinding, grinding for a while. 100%. And so it definitely started to shift. Our relationship dynamic started to shift kind of as, as business started taking off. And then it really started to shift once I made more money than he did. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge divide mm-hmm. in our relationship. And that's where it kind of all went to shit mm-hmm. after that. <laughs> like, well, I'm not willing to make less money. Like, that's the whole point of me working so hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And so when you finally started to like okay, this isn't working out type mm-hmm. of thing. When, I mean, we've already kind of talked about this at lunch, but we're just going to talk about it again. Sure. So going back to Bella's question of, okay, now we know that we're not unhappy. Like, when did you start having the aha, uh-huh, mm-hmm. like the come to Jesus moment with yourself of like, okay, this actually is what I want mm-hmm. to not be in this relationship? Honestly, from the time that I started kind of thinking, oh, wait, maybe this isn't necessarily for me, I would Mm -hmm. say it was probably a three-year span, Mm -hmm. like before we actually ended up separating. It was a long time. Okay. It was a really long time. And um, and it just never got better. Um, It actually progressively got worse. Mm -hmm. I mean, to the form of like, it was never, I hate to like even put myself in, in a category of like I've experienced this trauma but like Mm -hmm. I mean part of it was a lot of emotional abuse around Mm -hmm. finances Mm -hmm. like that and I say that I don't I am not here to like bash bash yes but at the end of the day too it's your truth and it's your story and if he doesn't agree with it then that's okay but this is your truth and your story and like you're allowed to say that and this is a safe space to say that I appreciate that yes but no I do um there definitely was a lot of control over finances and you know it kind of got to the point where if I if I didn't have a closing that month, I was a total freeloader and I should be so thankful that he has a steady paycheck and, you know, all this stuff. And then if I closed five deals the next month, you know, real estate ebbs and flows. That's Mm -hmm. a very real thing that happens. And um, so we closed five deals and then I was, who did I think I was? I was ego. That's not just my money. That's our money. It just, it was never good enough Mm -hmm. and it was never, and it always drove home the the belief of you're not good with money i need to handle this mm-hmm. and because i definitely am and very making much you feel insecure about very, it yeah it, it very much like mm-hmm. i'm running this business that's mm-hmm. doing well mm-hmm. but yet i'm not okay to like handle my own money like mm-hmm. but that was really how i felt i'm like oh no okay yeah he's he's in the finance world mm-hmm. i should definitely pay attention to what he has to say right. i also want i wanted a true partner like that is something so like i wanted to give him that platform i wanted to like I was romanticizing where we were because that's what I I wanted that partner. He mm-hmm. just wasn't wasn't the he didn't fit the bill. <laughs> so and I mean I say that I in the most respectful say way but. that I was trying to fit a circle into a square. Yes. 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 And okay. and it just goes back to people tell you who they are. Mm-hmm. Obviously I did not make him feel safe mm-hmm. with, you know, what he needed in a relationship. I was not mm-hmm. your I'm going to have dinner on the table at five o'clock for you. I was not, you know, I relate just to that, that so much. Like, we're yeah. just going to stick with the marriages because that's what we're talking about. Yes. But it, I relate to that so much because it was like he wanted me to pay half of the bills, mm-hmm. which I was totally fine with. But then like we would get in the biggest fights because I wouldn't have his dinner or lunch ready for him to like take to work or Mm -hmm. for him to come home and eat but then it's like well I'm right like (laughs) and then I have my daughter during the day you know so Mm -hmm. I'm trying to like do all that with her but then also like keep that I did all of the house chores the majority of the time and so I'm trying to do all of that during the day and then I bartended at night so then I would go to work at night but then I would be like 
getting compared to all the other wives that have their lunches or dinners mm-hmm. for their husbands. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I never said that I was a cook. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, I will do everything else besides cook. Like yes. I hate cooking, yes. but he comes from an Italian family. And so his mom, like, you know, was the mom that always had homemade chocolate chip cookies for them mm. when they got home and like dinner on. And I'm like, that's not me. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And so is my husband now. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. That's the thing yes. too. Like when you find, I mean, jumping ahead, when you find your people, it's very clear. Mm-hmm. So like going back to Bella's question, I just, I love that so much about like how, how to have the courage because mm-hmm. it is like your, terrifying. your gut can be yes. screaming at you that this yes. is not it. And mm-hmm. for you to be able to take that step and say, you know what? I deserve better than in this I'm gonna mm-hmm. choose me in this like mm-hmm. that's a huge thing and- I think choosing me mm-hmm. is that and especially coming from people like that are wanting to be considerate of other people and then you so know true. like and if you are in I think it's one thing of like if you're dating that's hard and then if you're like living together but mm-hmm. like when you're married and have legal financial ties together that's mm-hmm. even more scary so I get that too mm-hmm. but going back to courage of just making sure that I kind of like, again, 27 different tabs open in my head right now. But I would say that a piece of advice is to make it so crystal clear of knowing what you want and then who you are. Like that's so important before you get married. And when we're young, like you said, like romanticizing, getting married and Mm -hmm. having kids and having the house and like all of that. That's what your friends are doing. That's what everybody everybody on Instagram is doing, getting married (laughs) in Greece and like all of this cool (laughs) shit, which I get it. Yes. But now if I could go back to little 21-year-old mm-hmm. Kylie, it would be so different mm-hmm. of needing that validation. I kind of dove into this a few episodes ago, but I realized that I was always having to get validation from not just other people, but from men. Because with my stepdad growing yeah. up, I always like, it was like walking on eggshells and I had to make sure that I was like doing the best at sports and at mm-hmm. school and like not talking to other boys. And so like of getting that just tiny little bit of praise from my parents growing up. And so then I was just like constantly seeking that from other relationships. Once Mm -hmm. I hit that adult point in my life of Mm -hmm. needing other people to be telling me also because I had zero confidence in myself, like none. So I needed to hear other guys tell me that I was pretty or for me to be sought and chased after Mm -hmm. for me to feel like, wow, like I mean something Mm -hmm. like, you know, like people desire me. And so I think it's so important to make sure that you are so confident in yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds so cheesy. And I remember people telling me that when I was young too, of you need to be comfortable by yourself. And I'm like, yeah, no, okay. I spent the night in. (laughs) (laughs) I stayed in on Friday night. Like I'm comfortable by myself. But when it's like truly when you are okay, when it's just you at your house by yourself, not with your friends, not with your family. And you don't, I mean, but we're also human. Like we're Mm -hmm. desired for connection, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But just being so comfortable and confident in who you are and what you have to offer. And then that person that comes along that is your person, then they're going to see everything that you have to offer and be like, holy shit, like this is great. It's hard when you're in it though. Like I can, I mean, I, I feel for, mm-hmm. I feel for her and I'm sure there's plenty of listeners kind of going through the same thing right now mm-hmm. where they're just like, okay, well I made this choice. I'm in it. Like what, you know, where do and I go from when you're here? married to of like, what well, I said till life mm-hmm. told. Yes. Like, yes. And it, is, thing it too. is major social pressure. Mm-hmm. And, um, and obviously like marriage Fearless means something. Failure. Yes. Right. Like it, it means something like it's, it's a commitment. It's, it's a next step. It's, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so like, you want to be able to give it your all. And I think if you're, if you're going back and forth, whether you're not, you're in a, I mean, there's obviously situations that are very clear. If you're in an mm-hmm. abusive situation, get mm-hmm. out, like mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. But I mean, I shouldn't say obviously, because I know that's still hard. Right. But if it's something that you're kind of going back and forth with of, you know, is this my person? Is this not my person? Are we growing together? Are we growing apart? Like really finding like your people who can lift you up and mm-hmm. really who see you who for who you are. Mm-hmm. My friends were invaluable mm-hmm. to me during this time of like mm-hmm. trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then once I did decide, okay, no, I think a divorce is going to be the best mm-hmm. fit for both of us. Mm-hmm. They were they were clutch. So I think just surrounding yourself with people who are there for you, mm-hmm. like not just and there for, for your you. best interest. And for you, yeah, yeah. Right. You want somebody looking out because if you're in this toxic situation, they're not looking out for your best, best mm-hmm. interest. It's just not what's ha- what is happening. Right. And so it's really important to surround yourself with people who are. Mm-hmm. And 
people that you trust to be able to have these conversations mm-hmm. with. Obviously, that circle is, you know, pretty small. Yes. But for me, I had gone to a couple of my friends that I know had gone through divorces, one of mm-hmm. them in my same career path. We're both mm-hmm. real estate agents. And because I wanted to know what it looked like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm fully commissioned. Like mm-hmm. what, you know, what does this look like? And not that you stay in a relationship because of financial, you know, whatever. But at the same time, that is a, big that's a big piece, thing, you right. know, like, it's like, what, you know, what does insurance look like for you? What is, you know, like I wanted to ask her the nitty gritty questions mm-hmm. and she was a wealth of information, but I will never forget. She was like, Kelly, she's like, I'm not encouraging you to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, she goes, that is the one thing I always told myself was like, I will never encourage somebody to mm-hmm. get a divorce because that's not my place. It's mm-hmm. not, that's you, that comes mm-hmm. from you. And this was before I had decided, before I had that moment. And she's the one that told me, she was like, you will have a moment where you're done. Mm-hmm. And that is just it. And there's no going back from it. And mm-hmm. that is a thousand percent what <laughs> really, happened. Me too. <laughs> a thousand percent. Like you just know. Yes. Like I, I will never forget that moment. It's ingrained in my brain. I could tell you exactly what was going on. I could tell you exactly the environment and I mm-hmm. like the whole conversation. Right. It was just that moment where it was like it came out of my mouth. I wanted a divorce. And he kind of looked at me and he was like, uh, because I had never thrown mm-hmm. that around ever. Mm-hmm. For me, something like that was if it's being thrown around and threatened to you that's how mine was <laughs> yes it, that's not <laughs> like um, every it's fight not appropriate no it's like, not and that gives it a sense of insecurity of mm-hmm. like that fight is it fight or flight that yeah. I always anytime and then again it just it's so funny going back and looking at the pictures because whenever I got in trouble growing up mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to go by hit my stepdad's last name or things would get taken oh away from God. me and so when when I was in this marriage, anytime that we got in a fight, mm-hmm. he always threw that of, I want, I mean, literally it was the fourth time. So it was probably once a month because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're together for four months. <laughs> I don't know. Don't quote me. This was 10 years ago, <sighs> but I remember it was the fourth time that he told me I want it. He had been drinking all day. Mm-hmm. He had tried bringing up Izzy at the, like at the end of the night after drinking all day. And again, we're not sitting here bashing our ex-husbands, but this is again, my truth and what thing. happened. Mm-hmm. Right. I just remember remember it so crystal clear he was sitting on the top of the kitchen counter in his eyes like I, he just looked me dead in my eyes and was like I want a divorce and instead of like me crying and mm-hmm. being sad about it I just said you got it mm-hmm. <laughs> done, done. Mm-hmm. yes you just you have that moment and, and so that goes over. into that went into so many of my other relationships after that because any time that we started to get even a little bit rockier had an argument my brain always went to well we're done like this mm-hmm. is it starting to like think about other things rather than having that security that like Travis and I had to work through too because he was kind of like came from a similar background with that mm-hmm. and so when things were hard, like the first year of us being together, like we really had to build that trust together of, hey, like we're not agreeing right now or like I'm upset or you're upset, but like I'm still here. Mm -hmm. I'm not leaving. Like we're going to talk through this. Mm -hmm. That was a really big thing that we had to work through. Communication is everything. Even even if you're not in another relationship, like let's say that you're that you left your your current relationship and you're like, okay, now what? Right. You know, like what yes. what do I do? Like you did just take a big, huge step for yourself, like mm-hmm. celebrate that mm-hmm. and then use that momentum to figure out what you want to go do. Mm-hmm. That I not only I remember when I left, when I left my home, so he ended up keeping the house and I ended up moving. Mm-hmm. And which I was very thankful for. I was thankful that that was something that I was able to do. And I just remember sitting on my floor in my new house and being like, <laughs> well, well, now what? You know, like, okay. But I also felt like this sense of fire inside of myself. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't necessarily call it a chip, but like I wanted to prove people wrong. I mm-hmm. wanted to prove people that right or that I wanted to prove myself right that I mm-hmm. was good with money mm-hmm. and that I could do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that I dove into. I, I ended up taking a bookkeeping class. <laughs> I was like, no, I am going to make this not a weakness for mm-hmm. me. And, and I did like for, for a period of time, it's so interesting because you know how with things, if you don't face them head on, then they come back around they and they always, always come back do. around. Right. So I thought I kind of had it licked. Mm-hmm. Like I thought like, but once I realized, once I am now in my current relationship where we live together, we own property together, mm-hmm. we, you know, we're on the track to eventually being married at some right. point in time. And, um, 
Only Yellowstone knows. Only, <laughs> yeah, only, such a funny joke. We we bought a property by a golf course and we joined the golf course and they would like you to be married. And so Jason had to put a date down on when he thought that we were going to be married. And so now I'm like, well, what'd you say? <laughs> we're going to break in there one day when we're look at all the after files. a couple of glasses of wine. Ah, uh-huh. aha. <laughs> uh, this is the date. No. Um, but it, it is interesting. Like I felt like I had kind of worked through that on my own, but mm-hmm. I was still not comfortable at all sharing my finances with somebody else mm-hmm. because that was like I had gotten comfortable with me. But like our biggest fights came from quote Money. unquote budget meetings. Yeah. I literally the word budget makes me want to curl up in a hole and die. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, because I would constantly get berated at every budget meeting because mm-hmm. oh, you're spending too much here. What's this? What's this money here? And mm-hmm. and when you look at it like no I was not putting us in a hole right. <laughs> like I was like, like I, I was can actually say that Starbucks, for myself right like, like, <laughs> just wanted I bought a coffee. book on Amazon yeah. like you know it, it but it was just it it was his need for control over something that he felt insecure about mm-hmm. and that that wasn't on me and mm-hmm. that took me a very long time to figure that out mm-hmm. so I think too like once you get out of this relationship it's like moving into the quote-unquote thriving part mm-hmm. you have to figure out I don't want to say where your weaknesses are, but like where your holes are mm-hmm. and like go find mm-hmm. the right resources to be able to fill those holes. For me, it was I need to feel really confident in my finances mm-hmm. because that's somewhere that I've been lacking and like that's well, something that's been a previous person made you feel insecure about. Exactly. So now when you go into your future, well, your now relationship, but yes. from back then when you move into your future relationships, it's like if you mm-hmm. ever try to bring that up or hold that over my head, like I am so confident in knowing yes. that that's not that's like a false statement or mm-hmm. you know and so I think too just backing up a little bit with you mentioning how your friend had said like I'm not gonna yes men- like and so I think that that's really important too and we just had when we were on a trip somewhere with a group of girls and that's what like we were talking about that possibly mm-hmm. being something for them and I just wanted to say that too of like before we go into like full-blown divorce mode totally. right like I mean go to the person first or yes. not even divorce if we're just talking about like a breakup like I always 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 recommend going to the person first and sometimes like therapy. I yes mm-hmm. like therapy I fucking love therapy mm-hmm. but going to them asking them hey this is what I'm struggling with like I also try to always see the other person of like I highly doubt I'm the only one struggling with something so what are yes. you struggling with okay let's go and talk to somebody like let's see if this is feasible to stay together mm-hmm. make cool yeah, I don't know what totally. I'm trying to say totally and I think that's where for me it was three years mm-hmm. you know what I mean it was it, and I'm not gonna say that there were it was all bad in right. those three years but it certainly wasn't great it wasn't right. going the way that you wanted it to go and three years was probably way too long yeah um but you know like yeah definitely like give them the opportunity to rise the occasion. Mm-hmm. And and like we said in the beginning, it's kind of a common theme. Like people are going to show you who they are mm-hmm. and you just have to believe them. So if that's something that, you know, that you are really trying to work through, like believe who the person is, mm-hmm. you know, that you're that you're in this relationship with. You know them. Right. You know? And that at the end of the day, I think too of, I remember I was so worried about what other people were going to mm-hmm. say and what they were going to think. And especially like Billings, we live in a smaller town. And so, and try only being married for four months. Like, <laughs> that's really fucking embarrassing too. <laughs> like you at least had a five-year relationship oh, where it's like, didn't you guys, shouldn't you guys have even celebrated one year anniversary? No. But for me, like, that had happened. I went to my parents about it and my parents were like, this isn't just like, like you guys made a commitment, but they also Mm. weren't somebody that were going to like try to force me into it. But they were like, "Mm, we need to put like a little effort into this. So I did for a couple months, like I had moved out, but for a couple months, I was trying to show up, be the person that he wanted. However, I didn't feel like he was showing up and being the person that I wanted or that I needed. And so that was really hard for me too. But that's when it finally was just like my parents were just kind of like, yeah, we see. I mean, like, okay, like hopefully I'm assuming you learned your fucking lesson from this. (laughs) And so I did, but not to like with Vanderpump rules, but it's so funny because when fucking what's her name? Lala said this. And again, I'm not here to diagnose anybody, but it like the relationship was just extremely like I was clearly not his person and he yes. so clearly was not my person. So not shitting and bashing on him. It just so did not work. Mm-hmm. And like when we finally got the ball rolling of like, OK, we're going to make this a thing. So he had gone down at like 
he hired a lawyer right away, got the papers drawn up, everything. And he was like, you need to go and sign this. And so that's when I was like, holy shit. And so that's when I was like, okay, let's try to make this work for Mm -hmm. a second, you know? And so he just kept like, nope, you need to sign the papers and you sign the papers. So finally, and like, he knew that it hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. Like he held it over my head Yes, to hurt my feelings. So finally, after a couple months go by, I remember I moved out February and July, I think is when either we signed the papers or like we actually went to the courthouse and Mm -hmm. it was filed. But it's so ironic because then after I finally said, all right, yep, here's the papers. Then it took him like a month to go down. Like he was dragging his feet and he worked downtown. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, it would take you two seconds to go and sign it. And so that's what like Lala had said of when they're here, like that they never want to come home. But then once you're done to stay home, he would leave. And And then so I'm like, oh, I relate to that and so much. She couldn't get him out of the house. Yes, like <laughs> sign the fucking papers. Mine was, mine was very opposite of that. Like I said, finances were a huge security for my ex, mm-hmm. and so I think when I initially had told him that I had wanted a divorce, that's autom- Well, I know that's automatically where his brain went, and I can tell you to the penny what I am worth to him because Mm -hmm. as soon as he found out he was going to be okay with what his buyout was going to be, Mm. he was fine. Mm -hmm. That was it. Like there was no putting up of any sort of fight or there was mm-hmm. no like no we should work it out like oh he didn't at all no okay no. so it's like it you was... guys both knew and then that's also kind of one of the things too where I feel like when you're in that situation you guys it's so both blatantly obvious that mm-hmm. like you're neither of you are happy but like you don't want to be the first one to say it that there's I've always said there's no way that you could go to him and say oh but you were happier then mm-hmm. there's no yeah. way I mean like <laughs> obviously I hope his life is great and you know all the all these things I don't know I don't know too much about what's going on in his life now now, but mm-hmm. like I can't imagine that it's not better mm-hmm. and if it's not then that's on him that's mm-hmm. not on me right mm-hmm. exactly okay so once we leave okay we get the courage mm-hmm. one I recommend one going to the person yeah. actually talking yeah. to <laughs> chat with them a little bit about what yeah, you're maybe planning chat really quick <laughs> but if you guys both are like try to see if we can make it work and then you finally get to the point to where you like have to speak up and just say like this isn't working it's like one of the most terrifying mm-hmm. with one of my other relationships that were it was serious mm-hmm. um that's what like but i just i did not have a voice when i was younger mm-hmm. i was so shy and quiet and again it was coming out of my childhood that I was never allowed to speak up or do anything whereas now Travis is like for fuck's sake like I cannot imagine you not using your voice but I literally again I'm a god-fearing woman and I one day like it just it was so bad but I didn't want to be the one to say like Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in this and I went up on the rims and I literally prayed for like 45 minutes of like Mm -hmm. just give me a sign like what do I need to do and I literally got back to the apartment and he looked at me and I mean like with tears in his eyes and he just looked at me and he was like you don't want to be with me and I'm like oh thank god I didn't have to say it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know but anyways like it's it's so important to make sure that you use your voice and I think there's a difference between using your voice and being confrontational totally of like speaking up for what's like you have to be your own advocate yes right yeah and so just having the conversation and making sure that it's not like a attack mm-hmm. that it's just like we need to have an open conversation mm-hmm. this is how I'm feeling like I know that we've been happier here before and like I'm what are you struggling with are we willing to do this but mm-hmm. If you just come to the consensus that like, no, like we're actually both not happy, then it's time to leave. Mm-hmm. And it's so scary. And I, again, like I always tell this to people whenever we're going through anything, because when it's happening to us, when something uncomfortable or challenging is happening to us, like we think that it's the end of the world mm-hmm. and that the, the world's going to stop turning and like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling this sadness or this anxiousness and like everybody else. But like realistically, the world keeps going, it right? Does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it keeps and spinning. I mean, like I think there's something to it of, of acknowledging your feelings mm-hmm. and and sitting with them a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and, and making sure that that's something that you're working through. And mm-hmm. I think that's where after that moment, one, setting very clear boundaries on how yes. you're going to Don't be treated. Don't share a dog mm-hmm. or Don't. like, <laughs> so again, Vanderpump yes. rule or yes. like, what set, the fuck? Set yes. very clear boundaries. And for us, it was levels of the house. I was upstairs and he was downstairs and we mm-hmm. were kind of already at that point anyway. And then we really didn't have much overlap until I had moved out. There was two, I believe, 
like two and a half months where we shared a home together. Mm -hmm. And that was, he travels a lot for work. You know, I, I went home when I needed to go home or, Mm -hmm. you know, I just tried to stay out of the way. Like Mm -hmm. I really did like, and I wanted to set that boundary because it was just like, you know what, this is something that we've decided and we're moving forward Mm -hmm. and there's no turning back from it. So I think going back to that, having that moment, like, you know, and then to have the courage to say there's no turning back from Mm -hmm. that. And that's when it gets so messy. It gets so messy. And And then they don't trust you. Like, no, then you're, then it doesn't mean anything what you say. Right. Like, and then it's, I don't know, it just gets, yeah, really messy after that. But I think too, like when you're in your first kind of, you know, weeks or months, you know, by yourself and you're really trying to figure out, like get really real with yourself mm-hmm. on what you want your life to look and like. And it's okay to be sad too. Totally. Like you're going to, or there might be some relationships where you're like, yes. thank God, but it's okay to be sad. I think that's like the hardest yes. part too, is when you go through a breakup, like you feel like you're supposed to be out partying and like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so happy and life's so good. No, it is okay Mm-mm. to be sad. Like you have to grieve the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think until you, if you keep pushing it down and going out and partying and celebrating and like, oh, I'm so much happier. Well, guess what? It's going to eventually kind of it's going to come up in six months eight like the whatever way through is through you have to right. get through it you might as well get through it like right be sad about it, it. Mm-hmm. right but then each day it goes by and it gets easier mm-hmm. and easier and easier and then I think what we were just talking about too is like just be so crystal clear on who you are mm-hmm. who are you yes and be so crystal clear on who it is of the partner that you want mm-hmm. like my old boss at Orange Theory, her and I were in Florida. It was either Florida or Denver for one of the Orange Theory conventions. And that's what we were, it was literally like two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We were sitting there talking and that's what she like asked me like, well, what kind of guy are you looking for? And I was like, I don't know. I just Mm -hmm. know what I don't want. Yeah. And so when I got back home from that, I literally sat home and I made a list. I mean, down to like what? I mean, she told me like, be so specific. What are his hobbies? What does he look like? What do you guys do together? And I mean, like, just be so, so, so specific. Yeah. So I got home and I wrote down a list. I mean, it was like front to back pages and I put it in my Bible and I just like let it sit there. And then like a year later, I met Trav. Mm-hmm. And so it's just being so clear, specific on who you are, but also what you want to retract. So in that way, you're not just going through the revolving door and yes. like saying yes. Like, is it flattering to get asked on dates and all of that? But if you're at the point in your life where like you want a serious relationship, mm-hmm. then stop saying yes and wasting your time and your yes. energy on the guys that are giving you attention. Like yes. be intentional with who you're letting take you out, who you're dating and you've already yeah. chosen yourself like in the hardest scenario that you probably right. have ever hard, had to choose yourself in, keep choosing yourself. Right. Like keep and then and not in a selfish way. I mean, obviously if there's a date that you want to go on, go on the date, right. you know, do your do your thing, but mm-hmm. you know, if it's something that in your gut you're just like, no, I just kind of want to kick it at home tonight or right. I want to go out with go my with girlfriends my or you know, whatever, like that's okay. Like right. it's not on you to be everything to everyone and like so with you getting very crystal clear on what you want in your life and who you want to surround yourself with Mm -hmm. like that's only going to come to you and you just have to have the faith to accept that right once you do get through that tunnel you know like you're kind of going through it there is a light on the other side and when you do find your person it's so clear Mm -hmm. like it's so and it's such a comforting feeling and it it just brings back all of the other like hard choices that you had Mm -hmm. to make that like that was the right choice right and like it's just ugh, it's so good but do handle your shit because if you don't it will come back up in that new glorious relationship mm-hmm. like that's something jason and i have had that you know in the last couple of weeks like really getting together on finances like mm-hmm. that's very triggering for mm-hmm. me and so i'm like wait a minute i thought i squashed this because i was a boss on my own <laughs> well no i didn't squash it with a partner like i'm still very scared to mm-hmm. like be like okay so we stopped calling it budget and we call it the family money plan <laughs> <laughs> just that was a recommendation from my therapist and I'm getting a lot better and it that. it is it's I am so thankful for him and his patience and his understanding and his mm-hmm. just he gets it like he mm-hmm. validates every single feeling mm-hmm. that I've ever had about everything and he's just he's amazing so there is light at the end of the tunnel but you have to handle your shit in between mm-hmm. otherwise it'll keep coming up mm-hmm. for you so 
own kind of where you're at and, and your traumas and what you need to work through, find the resources to be able to work through them. Like that is truly thriving mm-hmm. is when you can fill those fill those gaps or, you know, what's what's that saying? Like share from a place of scars, not an open wound. Like mm-hmm. you want to be able to get to mm-hmm. the scar part mm-hmm. so that you can be able to actually like have a constructive conversation with your you know next partner right. or, you know even just group of friends and I think that's what's important too of when you talk about triggers and stuff is that there's a healthy way to bring it up totally. like I going through counseling for so long I now understand and like the counselor that Travis and I went to when we first started dating like she helped me so much I didn't even understand what the word like trigger was mm-hmm. or that like I knew that I would get upset at things but then when her him and I went to her then it was like, oh, that makes sense. And okay, that was a trigger. And that's why I reacted that way. Mm-hmm. And so having that valuable information too of being aware of what are your triggers? Like what are things that are really going to set you off or make you feel defensive or make you feel insecure? Mm, so good. What? Yeah, be aware of what those are so that you want just for yourself. But then when you do maybe get into that next relationship that gets a little bit more serious, that that's an open conversation that you Mm -hmm. guys can have. And hopefully that he's somebody or she's somebody that like validates that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like said with Trav and I's relationship is that I, he's like the first person that I feel like truly validated Mm -hmm. my experiences and my triggers. And he's very like, he doesn't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I feel like in past relationships, guys would kind of just be like, oh, whatever. Or like, because a lot of my triggers are with sex mm-hmm. coming from sexual yeah. abuse. And so a lot of guys would like either get mad or irritated that like I didn't want to have sex when they, they came home after think drinking. It was about them. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When with Trav, it's like he he doesn't pout about it. He doesn't get mad about it. And then that makes me feel even more secure and safe with him to make me like want to have that relationship with him right he's very secure in himself to realize that that's not him but it's so funny too like mm -hmm. in the beginning of our relationship he says like how insecure he was yeah but i'm so brave i know (laughs) (laughs) so i just it's so incredible to go back and look at like the relationships Mm -hmm. that we've been through in the past because as much as like we want to like be 21 and like have our prince charming and like right off into the sunset like that doesn't happen for everybody it does if you put in the work you know what i I guess i should say that like it it's not going to happen if you don't give it a direction right like you it is your life you someone is not going to come up and scoop you up and take you off on the on the white horse if they do awesome for you that's great i just feel like that's not realistic i'm gonna say it and um but it's i think it is truly like once you kind of going back to know yourself and know what you want and know the direction that you want your life to go and then be able to Mm -hmm. um, make decisions based Mm -hmm. on like really those deep Mm -hmm deep-rooted beliefs in yourself like that is what's also taking those experiences that Mm -hmm. were like "Mm," like we said in the beginning of okay didn't like that that didn't work out okay be aware of that so that when the next guy that comes along and you're like oh wait like here's x y and z that i know like i really didn't dig that in my last relationship be aware of it don't Mm -hmm. have your i mean it's so hard or easy to say don't have your heart sunglasses or what are like the pink the love glasses glasses or something like that yes no I hear you one of the things my therapist always says that I really appreciate and she's she is someone she does not let me get away with anything Mm -hmm. she calls me on my shit and Mm -hmm. it is the most beautiful relationship but Mm -hmm. she always says she goes we are in charge like we are responsible not even in charge we are responsible for the energy that we are putting out in the world Mm -hmm. and so that's where kind of going back and and healing those things from yourself figuring out those resources that that make that happen because you're how do I say this? Your traumas are not your the other partner's res- responsibility yes. to heal. Like yes. they are your responsibility to heal. Mm-hmm. And that is something that has taken me a very long time to realize. Like mm-hmm. because you are in that fight or flight mode, I think mm-hmm. for so long. And then once you finally get out of that space, you're like, oh, wait, no, no, no. This is something that this wasn't, this has nothing to do with the current relationship that I'm right. in. But this is something that I need to heal in order for that relationship to mm-hmm. flourish. And so just making sure that you can align yourself with the right resources, whether that be, you know, a therapist or learning a new skill. Like, like mm-hmm. I said, I hired a book or a, I took a bookkeeping class so I could learn how to do QuickBooks Or on even my own. like something like, that's super free. Yeah. Well, that's yes. literally free. YouTube is sitting University. Down, <laughs> right. Like YouTube or podcast with therapists mm-hmm. or whatever. 
But just something that's so easy is just sitting down with yourself and just mm-hmm. journaling. Journaling is like, beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Journaling, writing down lists. And I think it's really, really important too to make sure that you're acknowledging. I mean, I think we basically have touched on all of that, but yeah. acknowledging what you can work on too, like coming out of a relationship yes. rather than because I think we've both made that very clear yes. with what the relationships like, that we're it. talking yes. about, Own your stuff. right? That we're not sitting here trying to say that we were perfect and that like no, it was their fun. fault. No, but it just, it's learning. And I would go back and do it all over again because I learned so many valuable lessons. And like looking back as I get closer throughout like my 20s of just like seeing the changes that I was making and not only like myself, but then the men that I was choosing and how like the mm. men just got better and better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for the most yes. part as yeah. we started getting to as you heal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's so true. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to say? You know, I just back on the the journaling, like I'm I'm kind of a granular person. Yeah. Yeah. But like just having something tangible to take away from this, if you're like, okay, great. What do I journal about? You know, like that's something that I get a lot from a lot from people is like, okay, journal. What do do I say? (laughs) One of the things, the biggest tips that I ever got, and I did this a lot post my separation and then into my divorce and um, was journaling from a place of future Mm -hmm. of kind of describing what I wanted my future to look like Mm -hmm. and how I showed up as that future self, Mm -hmm. like the person that I wanted to be like, how does she show up? How does she, what does she dress like? What does she, what does she do? What is she, what's her day to day? What, how does she think about herself? Mm -hmm. What are her relationships like? You know, just really kind of journaling on what your future, what you want your future to be. Mm -hmm. So coming from a place of a future rather than a place of now. Cause I feel like when, especially when you're in kind of a hard spot Mm -hmm. right there, it's, you don't want to dwell on it. Right. Like you want to, you want to kind of sit in it and acknowledge it and do your things. But like, you want to also be able to move on from Mm -hmm. it too. And that goes back to what I've talked about previously, too, of when we are journaling and you're doing that future self, like I talk about this with affirmations, Mm -hmm. like with self-affirmations and everything. When you're constantly reminding yourself that every morning or every night, like that literally rewires your brain to Mm -hmm. start making the decisions as that future self. Right. So that's a really, really good tip. A free tip. A free tip. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That's perfect. So awesome. Well, I'm so glad that we got to do this. We've been talking about this since we were in Tulum and then yeah, Bella's comment. We're like, let's fucking do it. (sighs) Go Bella. Get it girl. Like, I just want to give you a big hug. Like life is so big for you. So just take it. It's yours. Sweet. All right. Well, where can people find you? Oh, on Instagram. Yeah. You can find me. I'm like, oh, wait, where? Um, on Instagram, it is my realtor Kelly and it's K E L L E Y. And oh, you can find us on the blog too. We put, oh, say hello. Yeah, we put, we'll give a little blog plug. The blog is the Real Estate Collective HG. So H, yes, home group. Oh my gosh. Can we edit it's that? It's been a long day. It's fine. It's real. I don't like editing because that's what I'm like. It's real life. Wait a minute. <laughs> Um, the real estate collective HG and then you can find a uh, com and then you can find the blog there too. But I'm hey. sure Kylie would do me a solid and link it below. Sure that Kim puts that <laughs> in the notes. So, all right. I appreciate you. Thanks for sharing your story and being vulnerable. Mm. Love you. Appreciate you. Love and you. I will see y'all next week. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as I can feel empowered to show up as her best self. If this episode supported you in any way, the best way to show your appreciation is to just screenshot this episode and share it on your social media, or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you're listening on. If you wanna get more personal, you can reach me on Instagram at double underscore Kylie Nelson or at Kylie underscore Nelson one on TikTok. See you back here next week.